Welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. Today, we are going to be discussing online escape games, and we are joined today by Lee Ballin. Whoops, I banged my microphone. Sorry about that, man, Pans. That's okay. That's probably just going to be horrible in the, in the recording. Hopefully not. Now, my name is Errol. And I'm Amanda. And we decided to talk about online escape rooms because I don't know how how long are we in now? We're in like oh, like five in, six months. We are like in month nine, I think, right and now. Of, in, of well, in regards to like online escape rooms, and you've done like hundreds of them now, haven't you, man? You don't keep track. You don't keep track of how many you do. I don't keep track, and then you know everybody gets confused as to why I don't have a spreadsheet. And yeah, I just, why don't you? You're like an accountant, per, bookkeeper person. You love Excel. I do. I do love Excel, but I feel like don't you I love like graphs? Things. I like I live my life in Excel and maybe sometimes I want some aspects of my life to not have a spreadsheet with them, you know? I don't understand that. <laughs> Spreadsheets are awesome. Oh, they are. Man. I just they I'm are. lazy. I just you know, I, I want to have fun with my games. I don't want to keep stats on my games. Why so, not? You know, it like for example, sometimes you'll go back, what is that game I really liked? And you won't remember. But if you kept track of it, then there you go. Well, now, I, to I, be fair, I actually haven't kept track of my online games. I should, but but there's a reason, and well, and that's the reason for this podcast is that um, <laughs> so, I'm not as a huge a fan of them as Man Pans are. I've still played a number of them, but before we get into that, before yes. we get into the whole topic of escape rooms, online escape rooms, we probably should give our our excuse of why Mike and Ruby aren't here. <laughs> this week's excuse, I, I think. Well, this came together really last minute, actually. I've been really busy with school, and a lot of our guests that we have lined up aren't going to be interviewed until late, later in the month. So, um, yeah, we, we thought of this topic, and then we wanted somebody else here. And so we actually went to the Slack channel. Uh, we In our escape room Slack, we went to the Play at Home Slack channel and said... Uh, in two hours, we're going to have a podcast. Yeah. Who wants to join? <laughs> Who wants to join? <laughs> and Lee here graciously volunteered almost immediately. So, um, hello, Lee Ballen. Yeah. Hello, hello. I mean, this is also on video. Did we forget to tell you that this was all on video as well? Are you against that? Hopefully not. No, no I'm fine. And hopefully my cat will join in at some point too so that's good oh excellent we probably should have asked you that before the video started (laughs) that too this is how last this is like a classic divas move actually so uh it's it's been way too organized lately so we needed another last minute podcast but yes so mike and ruby are not here uh because we kind of pulled this together last minute and they are always busy with with babies so uh you know we decide and plus you know i don't think they've played i think they've played one online escape room maybe yeah so so they're not here but we do have lee here so before we get any further into it lee how about you introduce yourself um who you are what you do and how you came to the online escape room world or just even the escape room world sure so hi i'm lee um a software developer turned escape room developer turned digital escape room developer. So essentially I like developing things and at this point I don't care what. <laughs> uh, I started as a hobby a few years back and then I decided to quit my day job in order to pursue developing games and it's been an absolute pleasure. It's so much more fun making people smile than watching my code run successfully. 
<laughs> I don't know. Code running successfully, yeah. though, does it, it, give me joy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is some sort of joy, yeah, but that is usually that usually comes after a few hours of tears. Yes. So l- l- less tears nowadays, you know. It's true. Many hours of tears. Stupid mm. code. <laughs> and you have a, you currently won, run one publicly, right? The Pyramids. Yeah, so I run a, a digital escape game, The Pyramid, which it's essentially a digital puzzle game, all very, based about uh, around cooperation and people working together. It's, go, it's been going quite well. I've been running it in Hebrew and Israel and in English around the world. It's been nice. great fun. Yeah. So is it avatar led or are do is a GM hosted or no none whatsoever it it, it entirely runs on some sort of digital platform where nice. people the people communicate between them and see the puzzles in front of them which are usually some graphics some audio bits and some text it's more about the cooperation between the people than of some sort of GM Now there are a lot of different online offerings especially once escape rooms became digital and I think the hardest part was trying to come up with the taxonomy on all the different, and we discussed that even in a podcast with Brett mm-hmm. Keener. And to to be clear, most of my most of my beefs usually are the <laughs> avatar led ones, and I love the take. Even though I haven't had a chance to play them, I do like the take home ones. I do like the subscription boxes. I do like ARGs, and I do like puzzle hunts. But but the and I have liked some of the online escape room games. It's just that, it's just that, just, it's, it's, in my mind, they're just really made for two people, but there are always four or five people there. And, and we, I invite them, so they're not like they're public games. But I mean, manpans. One of the things that that kind of sparked this. Did I already say this in this podcast? Is that man? You didn't pans say it in the podcast post? yet. You, oh, you just, I haven't said, said it in it... the podcast. No. Manpans posted something publicly on the Facebooks that wasn't political related. Very good, manpans. <laughs> wasn't political related? How? Oh, no, 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 man. no. I meant like not that you post political things, but my Facebook is filled with politics and now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, right now, Alex Trebek. Yeah, yes. I just saw that, which is very sad. Um, but uh, yeah, so I posted something. I played a game the other day, and and to be fair, I, I didn't mention this in my post, but it's something I do struggle with with escape rooms in general, and just in my life general. And that when there's a lot of noise going on all at once, people shouting, music blaring. Uh, all sorts of crazy chaotic things. I actually usually need to take a time out for myself, which is easy in an escape room uh, because I can just walk off to another area and work on something by myself and try and tune people out. And uh, But it's a lot more difficult. And I've actually got pretty good at, at, at managing that in, um, in the in-person escape rooms. Uh, but... In an online escape room, um, I, I was finding that I was getting pretty frustrated pretty quickly. And my brain, I, I think I, I, it's the only way I could describe it. My brain felt overloaded with just all the sensory things going on, the cameras moving, the the there's a soundtrack playing. My teammates are all talking at once, uh, trying to order the avatar to do something. And, and it's not their fault. Like, it's they're doing what... <laughs> 
the game is designed to do. Uh, but I did something for the first time that I'd never done before, which is I actually said, I have to go to the, I think I said, I have to go to the bathroom. So I like turned off my camera, turned off my mic and, and walked away for about five minutes or so it turned out. And uh, I came back and it just, it made all the difference in the world because I found that like with that really funneled experience, there was, there's no escape from it. Um, pun intended. And uh, five minutes is a long time. Did you miss something? No, I, I might have, maybe I'm overcounting. It might have just been three minutes or so, but... Still, still a long time in escape room. That could be like one whole puzzle. It's still a long time, and it was. I think I came back and they were all working, like they had all gotten to the next point uh, by that point, and I kind of just sat there for a few minutes until they finished that puzzle. Like, I didn't want to interfere, and then they went on. Because I find with these online formats, um, because it's so funneled, uh, you know, it's not like you can spread out and all do different puzzles at the same time. Now, that's not all escape rooms. The games like Agent Venture, for instance, uh, people can go off and do their own puzzles. Um, so, but, so, the, but you've done a lot. So you say games yeah. like Agent Venture. How many other games are like that? <laughs> not many. That's what I was, I was going to get to that. Like uh, the bulk of the games I've played, at least, Um you know, you're all working on one puzzle at the same time because that's all really where you can point to. There are workarounds to it. Like if there's an inventory system or something in the online escape room, uh, you know, like you might choose to start looking at a document while everybody else is searching around the room still. Um, but because we're all kind of stuck on the one puzzle most of the time, I find that it's a lot easier to just sort of back out and sit there while everybody else solves uh, if I if I need that break. Um, but it's something I might do. I won't go away as long as like two or three minutes again, but <laughs> it's uh, it was a loud soundtrack. It was like overbearingly loud. And uh, a lot of other, like all my, it wasn't their fault. Like all of my other teammates loved it. Um, but I, it was just too much for me. And uh, so I, you know, I, I, I made that move. So I don't know. Um, that, that's that's kind of what prompted this because we just wanted to start talking about what are some of the pros and cons to these online rooms and how do we play them differently than, say, an in-person escape room because of the new limitations that are there or because of the new opportunities that are there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what your what your experience has been so far, Lee, with, uh, with playing these games. Um, yeah, so the experience has been quite good so far. I mean, in the beginning of this pandemic, when the concept was first introduced, I was quite skeptical of it. And my general decision was, okay, this is a nice concept. It will pass very soon. So will the pandemic. As the pandemic started staying here, I understood I need to give it a shot. And I was very surprised. Um, I do enjoy them. I do agree that they have some issues. I mean, even what you mentioned about in normal escape rooms, you have the ability to back out and start looking at a different puzzle. In these rooms, it's mostly impossible. And even if it is possible, at least in the real rooms, after you solve that side puzzle, you have that a few moments, you and your team, to discuss between you what you've experienced versus what we experienced. In these rooms, that's not really possible because straight after a puzzle is solved, the GM usually moves you forward to the next one. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've played some wonderful games of many kinds lately. I've played a few which I hated, but I'm, I'm still not sure where I am and my yeah. general opinion about it. Yeah. Uh, and Errol has, 
Errol, Errol had a great rant going before it ended. Now he's all silent. What were you saying before, Errol, before we uh, stopped you and said, let's actually start the podcast before? <laughs> well, I know. I keep forgetting because I have complained about this before because I am a diva. And still at the moment, I do enjoy them. I, the ones that are good are good. But at the same time, when I play an escape room or when people invite me to do an online escape room, I... I I'm almost doing it more to support the escape room industry than I am because I really enjoy it. Because I have found when it comes to the hierarchy of the games that I that is available to me that I can play, and there are a lot of them, right? There are many things on screen that is trying to get my attention. Esca online escape rooms is not the top one. It's there are, you know, I can I can scroll through YouTube <laughs> and find all sorts of fun things. But, and I mean, I, right? Or, or if I'm going to play an online board game or if I'm going to play a multiplayer game right now, I'm, I'm, there's an awful lot of things that I'm doing that are all project based. So, I mean, the nice thing about an online escape room that it's only an hour and mm. one might think, wait, that's usually a bad thing because, because you're paying a lot of money for only one hour. But I think that kind of restricts me as opposed to if I like, oh, let's open up Satisfactory. And then like seven hours later, that's just bad. So I guess it is kind of nice that it's, it is restricted that way. But that's really pushing it. Now, this is not to say that I don't enjoy it. No, I do like, I love interacting with the NPCs. When you have, and I think a lot of escape rooms are realizing that the GM is super important. They didn't care about the GM as much in, in a real-life escape room. It's just like, ah, yeah. throw that teenager in there. Oh, he's got a big lift, uh, lisp, and he still, like, cracks in his voice because he's barely 14, but it's fine. He'll be fine. Don't make anyway. fun of lisps. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, or, or the person can't act, or the person, you know, is falling asleep in the room. It doesn't matter. But now they realize that it's the GM that has to drive the room, and they have to really understand the players. And... And if, and if it's an actor, beforehand, po people probably were thought to themselves, I don't like actors in a room. Now they can't get around it, for the most part. <laughs> and now they want to see a really good actor in a room, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to not. Now, again, this is different for when you have, like, an online an online game in general. Like, not, you know, like the, the take-home ones or... Or experiences that are not game host led, then obviously, then it, then you can do it at your own, at your own pace, and and those ones I like. But yeah, and again, the the main crux is in the end, I haven't seen a good game that more than two people is really required, unless unless you're shoehorned into it because the game requires it. But in the end, really, it could just always just be two people playing it, or even one. And it or would, even one. Or, yeah. And it would be yeah. fine. Now, that's not a viable uh, business model. It's just like, okay, I'm going to spend two hours with one person and charge them $10. But, but yeah. I think that's the, the positive thing that's come out of it is... The, I, the the creativity I've seen with the game hosts that um, 
hasn't always been that present in real life escape rooms or in in the in-person versions. Uh, the amount of effort now being put into uh, character work or and it doesn't have to be like they have all this backstory or they, they just have an interesting personality or they're funny or um, they're they're scared and you want to protect them. Uh, like you kind of have to convince them almost to, to go on with the game because they're acting like somebody naturally would in a scary situation. Um, but the like I've, I've seen a couple of ones I love. Like I've I, I don't know if you've played a drag. What was it called? Drag, oh, the drag task, queen one the drag queen one yeah, yeah drag task fun. force that's in uh, it is China. it is fun and it's like again the the escape room itself is pretty standard um but the the character that you're talking to throughout uh which is a robot is just so fantastic and this uh this game hosts improv abilities to go along to answer whatever questions you have is pretty great and they will and they will think of an answer for everything. Um, well, I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a question to both of you. I do know back in the day when we used to run our events and had NPCs and actors that you could interact with, there were a lot of people that shied away from that because you had to interact with people. Do people find now within online games? Now, I'm not that person. I will interact with that actor far more than the actor wants me to interact with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but but now that we have this abstraction of the screen, do people who are scared of that, do they feel it's easier or not? I don't know. So I generally hate actors in rooms because yeah. usually they are ridiculously awkward. And watching a guy who is a sad clown but with a mysterious past is not good when I know just two minutes ago he spoke to us in a lobby and he just leaves two street wave, etc. But I think these kind of situations do allow, it makes it easier to open up because another positive thing about it is that inside the room when an actor looks at me I know he's looking at me and expecting me to react, oh what a funny clown you are but in this case the actor is looking into the camera and I know that even if I don't have something specific to say the entire group are that same point of view and can save me in a sense. Right. Yeah. So the, the responsibility to advance the game is not on me anymore in a sense, which makes life quite easier. I, I agree. And mm -hmm. uh, the, but I, I've seen a couple of, like, I also hate, despite the fact that I love NPCs, um, interacting with them does give me a lot of anxiety. And, yeah. you know, like, especially if it's very open-ended, but they ask you a very open-ended question. And there were two instances in which it happened where one of the, one worked very well and one did not work. So the one that did not work was the prison escape in the Netherlands, where, um, we were very shy about giving an answer and then we became shyer because we realized that our answers had very bad consequences if we got it quote unquote wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and so there wasn't there wasn't a lot of chances for us to fail in that way. Um, the one that got it more right for me was was Miss Jezebel, uh, where, yeah, we were very shy because like, you know, um, Miss, I think the character walked in the room and, and just said, "Oh yes, and and what, uh, what, what, like, what do you do uh, for a living?" And and we all kind of froze up, and then somebody like kind of 
um, put forward an answer because like uh, and and uh, and they went with it. And so once we realized that we had a little bit more leeway to fail and that they would that the actors themselves would cover for our mistakes or or somehow incorporate it. There were a couple instances where you could maybe fail. I'm not sure, uh, but it, it just made it a little bit more less stressful to try and just think of something to say. Um, so I, I just find that when I feel like my answers are going to like make or break the game, then I just freeze up entirely and then it's it's not as fun. Yeah, I think Miss Jezebel is very good in that sense because yeah. while Errol mentioned that there's a layer between us and the actor, in Miss Jezebel there are two layers because yeah. it's us giving instructions to an actor who's talking to an, another person in the room. Yeah. And that two layers makes it even easier to have it. A great game. Yeah, no doubt, that's you know. a game. Errol just played it recently. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I enjoy that game. I think my main... Actually, it's not a problem. Uh, there's no I, there's no problem with the game. Mm -hmm. I, for me, because of the time element, I didn't know. I wanted to play more, but I wasn't too sure how much time I had. And again, I also didn't know, uh, like the extent of the of the how the of the ridiculousness. Sorry. So I I wanted to to try more things, but I didn't want to waste yeah. our time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so. It's so I think I was probably far more laid back than I normally was. And I don't even know why, because in other games where the actors improving, sometimes I would just go wild. Where in this one, I didn't go wild well, at think, all. I think the main <laughs> difference is like if it's an in-person one and there's an actor in the room, Errol will be quite happy to go over and bother that actor for the rest of the game, knowing that we can mm -hmm. split up and and do the other puzzles while Errol, you know, tortures the actors. Um but in a, I was thinking Agent oh, November. Agent November. Is that, that one is because I went wild in Agent <laughs> November. Uh, it just seemed I could, and I seemed to have. I think I was able to gauge better, and that's not a fault of either room. I was, I was just able to gauge where we were in Agent November in regards to how far we are in the game. Where I, I don't think I was able to do that. Yeah, so Agent November, well. for those who haven't played it, is uh, is almost like a British Inspector Gadget. That's the equivalent I could think of. Mm -hmm. uh, very goofy tone right from the start, and and yeah, like you could tell him to do things, and he would either try it out or everybody would yell at Errol to stop suggesting things. Um, Actually, I think I knew what it was in in Agent November. I mean, this is not a fault of mm -hmm. of any room. I was because. A solution, I can tell what was a real solution, and I can tell what, when I was having fun, where with Jezebel, mm -hmm. I actually couldn't tell, like, is this going to be just only a fun thing, or is this part of the game, and I need to find the right thing, right. and if I don't, we'll fail, and I wasn't too sure on that, so I think I played more conservatively because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's not a that's not a problem or fault, it was just a... Uh, just the play style I, I, was, I was but I, I do love and but that's me right I just love going wild in a game especially if there's an actor so this wasn't a question for me it was I was more interested in those who are who don't like interacting <laughs> with actors especially now that escape rooms online escape rooms are far more into 
employing an actor or an NPC mechanic. Yeah, Agent November, in a sense, a good thing about it is that they put, or he put, I guess, a lot, most of his bets on the actor. In a sense, that while other games have really great inventory systems or really great tech, this guy has created a room, I think, essentially in his office. Most <laughs> yeah. jokes are not too high tech. They include so many jokes. And including Ziggy Game, he also makes fun of the lack of tech that he himself has. Yes. But the actor himself is yeah. so great. And I mean, from, I think from the moment the game began, literally from the first moment until the last one, I smiled. He yeah. is, for me, yeah. the best example for what an actor should be in that sense. Because they've also they've created the game for this medium. They haven't adapted an existing game, which is great. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Just from the very beginning of how he introduces you into the game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and then the games. Yeah, no, I agree. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I and then and then I also, uh, but there are a lot of. I got to remember what is going into spoiler territory or not, right? Because what, when we talk about the about the I'm too scared to make a mistake. The uh, is it the is it Omascape? The who who does the artist assassin one? Oh, I have their tab open online. I must play that game. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is it that one? I've no idea. Yeah, it's, I think it's them. Yeah, I played it with you, man pants. Come on. <laughs> Oh, we played an Omascape game together? No, no, the, the artist assassin one. Oh, yeah. Is that Omascape or is that somebody else? I I can't remember the or companies. Or is that Scrap? Ever. Oh, I'm going to go take a look because okay. I don't want to like, you know. You don't want to make a mistake and. Well, no, no, I don't want to, you know, we're, we're it's like. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's... so we can tell the people if they want to try and find it. Yeah, I think it is Pursuit, Omascape, San Jose, Pursuit of the Assassin Artist. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it is on escape. And the great thing that they have in there is that it gives you it gives you permission to make mistakes. In fact, you probably right. should make mistakes. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, is that spoiler territory? Uh, no, I don't think that is. Um, still. They, yeah. Still, yeah. But then that one was very interesting. Yeah, because I I found that I mean like when we played, there were a lot of people that were really scared to do things. Like, just do it. Come on, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once we knew we had the permission to make those mistakes, and in fact, yeah, like it was uh, it was a lot, it was a lot easier, um, or it was just a lot more. It made it a lot more fun, and it took the pressure off slightly. The only the only pressure that we really felt was like how far how far back are we going to get sent i guess um but yeah don't that, worry about it lee we'll play yeah. it don't, don't don't listen to no, me no 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 i'll, no, I'll play it don't worry. <laughs> and don't be afraid to make mistakes yeah yes. there you go yes. <laughs> yeah. that was i remember giving suggestions no i don't want to because it's like, no it should be fine is that me <laughs> No, no, it wasn't just you, Mad Pans. It was like half. Margo the- and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we kept trying and trying things, and we're going, no, I think we can, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Lefe was was a bit like that. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. So I do like what I am liking about the online escape rooms is that 
people are very quick because after they pivoted, then they started to experiment and try different things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there. And there's some great tech out there that I'm very impressed when people are now doing overlays like uh, Project Avatar, for Project, instance. Project Avatar, right? Yeah. Or like because when they when they're seamless video is like, oh, my goodness, that's that's impressive. How are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. With Project Avatar, the fact that we didn't have to, like, open up a separate YouTube link that they sent us in a Zoom chat or something that the video just happened right in the Zoom call um, was fantastic. It just uh, made I've it seen so nothing much like it. Yeah. Reading. And, but the thing is, we are in an age where online is online games is a thing, right? And so, and I understand that it's going to take a while to develop that, but there's still so much more that an escape room can do because you're not restricted to to it being in real life. Just like with Agent November, he didn't have very much tech, but it didn't stop him. He can do all sorts of fun little things that will still be fun for the player. And yep. There's just, I remember I was talking to, who I was talking to Melissa of Improbable Escapes and she, she was just showing me the build of one of her new rooms. It's like, this is great, you know, I don't have- Is that the Christmas one? I can't remember which one she was showing me. Okay. But but she was saying, yeah, we don't have to worry about maglocks anymore. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. You know, normally a build, we, they wanted to do it in a real room, but now, but so they were just building one. And they didn't have to worry about the tech as much. They don't have to worry about fragility of, of items as much. You yeah. Know, there's all sorts of things. And you can fake so many things because it's, you don't have to build a real, I don't know, you don't have to build a, a real backdrop. It can all be fake. It doesn't even have to be tech. You can just, I don't know, matte paint it if you want, really. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can use mirrors. There are a bunch of things you can do to, to, make, it, to make it interesting. Yeah. I have a question of sorts. So we, we played a game yesterday. Uh, it's the Truth Seekers game oh, yes. that they did as the, uh, as the, it was free. Um, it was, and and it they're was doing 530 in the morning for you. Not that one. That oh, one that was in the evening. We this actually is... played Project Avatar at 530 in the morning, which probably, uh, probably contributed to my sensory overload because Project wait, wait. Avatar is the one with all wait, the soundtracks. Did you do Project Avatar Stalker? Is that what? Yeah, yeah, that's the one you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we, I've, I, so now I know which one you've played, and now we can actually compare notes. Because <laughs> Errol, Errol, and I, he's like, I finally played Project Avatar, and as he was describing the game he played, I'm like, this sounds nothing about nothing like our experience. <laughs> and uh, eventually, he showed me like the overlay screen that he had when they took a picture, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that's not our game at all um anyway we we played that game uh, we played a uh, truth seekers though and that one was um first it was 45 minutes which has been so long since i played a 45 minute game i had to like really remind my brain to like reset its expectations about our progress because uh with an hour game we, we you know we have that extra 15 minutes but um, I did find it was really well paced uh, that we actually finished it in half an hour. So that was a good sign to me because if an experienced team can finish it in half an hour, that means that an inexperienced team has more of a chance to finish the whole game. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, 
Um, the thing was, it's like, as they were going through, I think we figured out afterwards that I, I think the room was repurposed from a previous room they had. Yeah. The and heist. It, yeah. Okay. And it reminded mm-hmm. me of a, um, you know, with, with these games that are in older escape rooms, uh, it just reminded me like stuff that took us about 10 minutes to find. <laughs> I know that had we been there in person, it's one of the things, it's probably one of the first things we would have found uh, just because of the searching nature of in-person escape rooms, right? Like we would have been like yanking on all sorts of things and being like, oh, look, I found a door. And this one, it's like, we have to tell the avatar hard to do it and we're not necessarily going to know right away that maybe maybe something is is out of place uh but i was curious um if you found that lee at all when when you played as well like just judging by those rooms whether like did you find that there was more of a time crunch because of the searching aspect of things or no doubt yeah (laughs) yeah i mean truth seekers is a great example too because uh just by you describing your experience, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> we were stuck for a few long minutes on exactly, I'm certain it's exactly the same spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of the things that I think are important when people are adapting their physical escape rooms to digital ones is taking the search part and either removing it or reducing it or finding a way to make it more accessible. Because the alternative is basically telling the guy, touch that, Press that, pull on that, pull on that. Oh, great, pull on that. What's that? Pull, yeah, et cetera, yeah. So that's a very important factor of the game, which could be sometimes slightly problematic. On the other hand, Truth Seekers had, one of the things they've done, which was really good, I believe, is that there is a certain element that they've added that can only work if you're playing the game remotely. Yes. Uh, yeah, which I think was great, because that thing, without giving anything away, Yeah. After the game has ended, me and my team have spent another extra 30 minutes or so in, um, on a conversation just debating between us what exactly happened there. Uh-huh. We ended up making a bet between us and talking to the TEG guys just to understand who won. So I, I love I love those parts about rooms. Mm-hmm. Rooms who take it one step extra. They don't only adapt to the room, but they also mm-hmm. advance it in a sense. It's very true. I really liked when you escape, even before the whole pandemic thing happened, uh, he, they, you escape started to do these home games that you can play online. I, I haven't played as many of them only because he's in Greece. <laughs> so they have, <laughs> they, the time zones are hard, but it was, it's great because you, he had different puzzles than normal because he was the one interacting with them and he took advantage of the medium that he was using. And and you didn't have to worry about these search puzzles. It's like, you know, in adventure games, there's this term called pixel hunting. And mm-hmm. what you had to do was just try to find and click the right pixel. And it's like, oh, look, online escape rooms have, has finally brought that annoyance to the real world. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh... And so I have done rooms where I've just been so, so angry because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to just say, just like you said, Lee, could you just turn to the right a little bit? No, no, the no, no, just more. Oh, no, you went too far. <sighs> it's like, come on, help us. Now, there are some games. I do know that 
Project Avatar was really nice about the searching aspect because you know if if we saw it, then he he saw it too, and he wasn't trying to like overshoot. Okay, we're gonna grab that. Oh, you missed it. Oh. Or if we didn't see it and we're sitting there contemplating where to look, like his camera would just sort of start to shift to an area that like clearly there was something that we were missing, and we were like, "Oh, uh, can you go over here?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure," but. Also, I'm going to look here again, just in case you need to get a little hint. And he does this all without words, right? And and it, and it works very well. So the I, other thing that, that Truth Seekers did very well, um, I, I say like, yeah, like there were things, there were searching things in there. But one of the things they did well, as soon as the guy enters, uh, the game host enters the room, um, he just started going, okay, I'm in the room and there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. And he just started listing things off and kind of taking that burden off of us, uh, which I think worked well within the 45 minute time limit. Uh, because if we hadn't had that, we would have had to try and figure out where the best place to look first was, or at the very least, he showed us the main areas to focus on uh, so that we weren't like, go oh, look in that corner of that ceiling over there. If you could, I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. wondering if, right because a lot of escape rooms tended to be open path uh, and you can always work in parallel because you had multiple people but this medium really really is is linear because even if your room is going to be open path everybody you we're all going to act like newbies and just go from one puzzle to the other (laughs) (laughs) if you do have an inventory system so that we can go in parallel then sometimes I have done that. Uh, I remember when I played a game with Man Pans, I was just going through, which one is the one that we did, I played with Man, you, Man Pans? That was in, where was that? That was in, oh, you know, the one that was inside the trailer. The Oh, in Italy. Was the robbery. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The robbery art. No, no, it, it was a uh, it was a fortune teller. Yes, yeah, Errol? yeah. Um, that was done by uh, Pablo, who's yes, yes, yeah. a friend. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to. Re- it began with a B. I wish I could remember the actual name. Off the and top I of actually like that mainly because it was two of us, and yeah. two I could look at things while you were off somewhere else, and I, and yeah. that it, it felt more like an escape room. But when it became what the later ones I've done. And there's like four or five of us. Yeah. And it became more of like, you know, we all just went from one puzzle to the other. And it yeah. was... And so really Lee, only you... one person can can navigate that. Sorry, you're going to say man yeah. pants? Yeah, so Lee, you have now designed an online experience. Now it's not avatar-led. You, as you said, it's a digital one. Um, yeah. So is that one of the ways you tried to tackle that that kind of challenge? Or... So for me, the the main intention was it was that in these times, people are far away from each other, and for most games, the physical distance between the players is a negative. You can feel the distance; the experience is not the same. So my intentions were creating a game in which people are forced to work together. In a sense, in each puzzle, um, the group is split into three teams. Each one of the, each one of the three teams has a different third of the puzzle in front of them. The teams are not allowed to share their screens because that would just ruin the entire fun. <laughs> but they're allowed to talk, write, draw, dance, cook, paint, whatever comes to mind in order to have the data between them. And it was it's fun watching teams play that game because 
in normal escape rooms, when groups, when large groups enter, a few of the people will usually find themselves left out in a sense. They'll stand back as a few of the main people just stare at the box. So here, because the data is split between the people, everyone have that has that ability to feel valuable in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's ta- so I try to tackle that sense, and I'm really enjoying watching people suffer through my. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I I misspoke. I meant enjoy. (laughs) Oh no! Don't worry. Uh, A lot of people suffer through my stuff, and then they then they tell me to my face how much they hate me. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's high school all over again. (laughs) So I find that this is true, especially on online escape rooms. Either A, I tend to be the driver, or B, I just don't say anything because someone else is the driver. and But then I don't do anything else. And so... Yeah, that's a big dilemma I always have. Especially when I play with friends who do not play too many escape rooms. I'm always in the dilemma of, okay, I think I know the answer, but I've played many of those rooms. So is it, should I let him... Should I not? So it's always quite a tricky situation, especially in these kind of games with one perspective for the players. And even if there are four of us, so when I play with my sister Margot and Myra, I play with the three M's, and Myra is usually the the quiet one. And then I feel bad. It's like, Myra, are you okay? Do you want to say something? And so sometimes I'll just like throw decisions at her because she hasn't said anything. And she she's certainly, if she doesn't want to say anything, uh, that's that's up to her, but I sometimes feel like I want her to also enjoy the game too. <laughs> so, where I think my actually Margot and my sister are very are very good at speaking up uh, whenever they want to. Yes, yes, they are. Especially yeah. my yeah. sister. <laughs> I, think, I think Agent Venture was mentioned really just a while back, and yeah. Agent Venture is another great example of making sure that everyone feel relevant. In yes. a sense, each person has their position. Which I, I love that about them. Agent Venture, my team my team has played both games that they have on offer now. The first game, we happened to choose the the roles for ourselves that would fit our personalities. Mm-hmm. And and it and it worked very well. Um and then for the second game, we thought, you know, we should like we should maybe give everybody else a chance to like see what the other roles are like. And maybe we should switch up roles. And that was the worst decision we could have possibly made. Were you I, I th- man pans? There was my no captain, captain. My captain? No, 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 because we only had four players. Like so there's no like there's just the so I was the researcher the second game the first one I was the communicator which is the interactive one which I was nervous about at first but I had a ton of fun just coming up with excuses and improving with the actor um and uh and so I was quite happy to do that and you know um but the second game I was the researcher who has a bunch of documents like Lisa would be very good with the researcher uh who has a bunch of documents that you need to like find and sift through and then provide information when it's requested um and i didn't do too badly but there was like moments where it was definitely like wait what hang on i'm looking for it i'm looking for it and like All that's right. just not you my don't skill like detail that's fright <laughs> no i do like detail i just like time to review the detail yes yes yes, yes. you don't I'm, like I'm rush gonna, detail i don't like rushed detail uh save with like and then the other, but I knew I could not be the navigator because I'm my visual space 
ability is just non-existent and mm-hmm. I would be not be able to convey a map to somebody verbally. Um, and, and so I was like, no, I can't be the navigator. Like, well, about the hacker, the hacker often has to do like little mini puzzles. I thought stuff. the hacker did logic puzzles. Yeah, they did logic puzzles. Perfect for you. Yeah. No, but under pressure, man. It's, it's but you the see, logic you don't like logic pressure. puzzles if other people are around. See, I think that's great because I hate logic puzzles in escape rooms because logic puzzles can really only be done by one person. Mm-hmm. And then and then if there is another person, then that person's really more the logic checker, checks them. And it's like, oh, no, nope, you're wrong, that one rule. And then they shut up. And that's really what they should be doing. If you well, have a logic puzzle with five people, then just just leave the room. That's useless for everybody. Well, our hacker was great and loved that role so much. I think she was the only one who stuck with the role that she had the previous time, and uh, and she because that's all she would do is she, like while we're going through the story, she's just sitting there doing all of the logic puzzles, and then we'd come up to a terminal and say like, "Oh, this needs hacking." She's like, "I already hacked it. It's done." Uh, <laughs> that's that's all she would do. Um, so in that sense, I'm like, oh, do I miss out on the story then if I'm too busy, like, yeah. you know, hacking Is that away? Sim? That's Sim, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess correctly. Yeah. <laughs> she just seemed like the person that loved logic puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she adored it. So, yeah, we we now we know we're like, oh, we should not have switched up roles because I don't think we won that one. Uh, we we with like ten seconds over or something, and yeah, it was bad. But sorry, all of that said that it it was a really good way of splitting up our roles and being able to work in parallel. And uh, and then not only that, but the great thing about Agent Venture, and I haven't seen many other escape rooms do this, and I think they have a lot of freedom because they're audio-based mostly. And so... So in other words, have... you don't have a visual thing? What do you mean by audio-based? Just to clarify. Yeah, it means that like the main action that's happening, like we we have pictures of the documents, we have maps, we have uh, like that that kind of thing. But the actual game is is only is audio only. So the it's the game host narrating what you see in the room, and uh, and so because of that, I think one of the freedoms that they had was to design multiple ways that you could solve a problem. So. If the hacker wasn't doing that well, for instance, um, that's not, you know, hacking is not the only way you might not be able to get over an obstacle. Maybe the communicator could call Mm -hmm. somebody from repair services to like fix the problem or something and let them through. Um, So that gave a lot more freedom because it meant that it, it, there was less stress if you were bad at your role. <laughs> and uh, there, there's always somebody who could cover you. Um, Although and- that, that sounds like more of built into the actual game mechanic than it's yeah. audio only. So what do you mean? Well, I asked you what he meant by, I mean, sorry, but it sounds like they built a very robust game mechanic because but you didn't. But that could still be done if it was visual, could it not? It, it could, but the like I don't. I can't see. It, it would take a lot of time to like make graphics and stuff, or or whatever, what have you. It just meant like there was more ability for the game host to adapt to our decisions and just simply describe okay now the elevator explodes or something like that um and so i think it just gave you know they were less limited by their physical space um you know they could adapt to whatever decision we we decided to do 
So that might be yeah. a challenge for any online escape room if you have. I know. I'm just saying, like, room, if you if you choose, <laughs> if you choose to go the audio only route, that's like a, a benefit you could have. Like that. there aren't very many audio only escape rooms, though. Yeah, Other than, and, uh, mm-hmm. I fell in love with the concept completely of audio games. I think Perusal have been doing them quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, the one that blew my mind that you had Jen a while back with Eldritch Garden. Oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Right, yeah. I think her games are a piece of art, a complete piece of art. And I've told her that repeatedly. <laughs> and her, her games also serve as a great example of the way for a game to be dynamic in a way that the physical game will never be able to be. Because without giving anything away, her games are, her mind is convoluted enough for her to be able to, for the story to be robust enough and for her to be able to adapt to anything you'll attempt to do in her games, which is fantastic. So at some point I started enjoying audio games more than visual games, surprisingly, because they give you that kind of ability and they also give you that a, a much closer interaction with the GM, in a sense. The GM is suddenly your conversation partner and not just your extension, in a sense, which is... Great. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also because she's a math teacher. Those math people. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, yeah, like she was able to, she, she wasn't restricted by her physical space. And so she was able to make these worlds that are much more fantastical than mm-hmm. say a, a normal, like in-person escape room might be. Um, and that's to, so to your point, Errol, yes, what I was talking about was a game mechanic, but a game mechanic made easier by the lack of restrictions that a visual or physical space might, might entail. Like, you know, it felt like a telltale game, almost um, like a video game <laughs> that would take but like years and years to make uh, because it has to be based on your choices and stuff. But, um, but this way, you know, somebody can easily adapt to it like Dungeons and Dragons style. So I wonder too, you could probably do the whole, you know, the Foley thing where people would have like those buttons in front of them where they can like press different sound effects. If you were to do one of those live games, you know, elevator. No, I found a cat. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to make one of those games happen, I expect the game master to sit in a side room with basically full of props around him, just waiting for whatever decision you make. Just grab stuff, run frantically, run back, try to catch his breath. You make another stupid mistake, and just <laughs> run. It's impossible to, yeah, impossible yeah. to get to that level. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. I'm still shocked I haven't seen too many escape rooms do multiple cameras, though. You would think that'd be easy to do. So there is one, there's the one in Florida that's trying it out, right? Jack oh, yeah. Rose. Sorry, not multiple avatars, which would be cool. I think mm-hmm. multiple avatars would be cool. But, you know, the whole multiple cameras, like you're in a security building and you have to, like, switch between different cameras. And then you can, like, follow. That'd be kind of kind of fun, too. Well, that's, that's what the prison escape tried to do. Um they tried to have multiple camera views. And so you would switch to a camera view with uh, the secure, a security guard and then try to talk to them. And then you'd switch back to a prison cell uh, security camera and see what things in there could help you. Um, so they, they did try that. Um, we just 
we just made all the mistakes and although, failed within you know, five minutes. Although I can imagine resource-wise, if it's just one person playing one character, but you could have like both cameras up. I mean, it is Zoom. We have Lee, myself, and you, Man Pants, all in the same picture. Yeah. I've actually seen I've seen one room attempting that. There's some room which, for the love of me, I can't remember their name, where you can see that point of view of the actor. And you can also see the security camera in the corner. So oh. when he do- when when she does something, you can actually see something swinging open behind her, which is that's cool. Important, it's so important. Yeah, that I, is I cool. can't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this kind of leads to another good question, which is, what do you what would you like to see more of from the online versions of these escape rooms, like? You know, the, I would like to see a properly done horror game. That'd be kind of fun if you think about it. There are a yes. number if you think of, I mean, <laughs> like horror. Lee is shaking his head <laughs> emphatically. <laughs> but if you think about what is that show you love, Lair Man Pants? Paranormal Thingy Bang? Paranormal Thingy Bang? There's a couple of, what, are you talking about any found footage type of The movie, movie itself, right? Whatever it was. And then they had, you're going through all the different security camera thing. Paranormal, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Paranormal Activity. Is that what it's called? That's, that movie? that's a movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you think about it, they've been doing this. And now that you're on video, you can do it too, right? <laughs> you don't, there's, there's all sorts of things you can do, like... If you have like all of this footage set up, and then you could uh, you could have your main character be, hey, I'm going to be a paranormal investigator. I'm setting these things up, and then you can see different cameras around the spooky house. And then all of a sudden, it's like, did you see that opening in that other camera? And you can um, go over there, go over there. You know, different things like that where you can do more of an immersive thing. Because mm-hmm. now it's just like. We're, we're guiding a person through an avatar. We only have their eyes as they're attached to this nice little iPhone. But there are things you can have more than one camera on there. And then if, you can have really scary uh-huh. stuff happening. If we had had more um, time during the Escape Jam, what I absolutely wanted to create, the Escape Jam that we did was, was spooky themed. And uh, I wanted to create like a yeah found footage type thing. And I thought it would be cool if we did it like, uh, if you've seen the movie Unfriended, it takes place over a Skype call, and that's that that's the view. Like a horrible thing. Unfriended. And and it and it would uh, and it would be like if during it, like we had a couple of players and a couple of actors, and then one of the actors, their video turns off, and when it comes back on, there's something or someone standing behind yeah. them, or like things like that. that. I was like, that would be fun to play around with. Um, or like the whole <laughs> the whole trope of like only the camera can catch can catch a ghost and so the person's there but they can't see the ghost but we have the camera on them and we can see it it's like turn around there's something behind you <laughs> or yeah. like aliens where all of a sudden aliens. as as, <laughs> as people are dying uh their camera just winks out and it's like you know could you imagine if you have like a whole platoon of people and then they all start dying and then they're or it comes back in later and like it's the same person but they've been taken over by an alien egg by now and you have to try yeah, and catch them in it, fun something thing. like anyway that. sorry yeah. that's yeah. still again using multiple cameras but i think when it comes to narrative well that's another thing you should love this man pans is the fact that narrative is required far more mm-hmm. yeah i do love that room. i love it so much like <laughs> <yes. laughs> 
You have to now or no one will play your game. No, I, I, <laughs> that's not true. Like if people decide to just do an online puzzle thing, that's perfectly fine. But the things people tend to be remembering now are these fun characters they interact with and sure. and the uh, you know and and some of the experiences they have. So, uh, Lee, how about you? What do you? Is there anything that you would like to see from online mm. games in the future? So I definitely want to see people use the medium of the remote game to, more to their advantage. I think a great example, am I allowed to spoil a game without mentioning which game I am spoiling? Uh, let's, let's, uh, we can always edit it out if it's, uh. Oh, I'm the one editing this now. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, We can edit it, yeah. Okay, so I, I, I could just make Arrow work a lot just by throwing spoilers into the air once in a while, just making him work for the post-edit. Yeah. No, but there's one game in which the some portion of the game is treated like an old-fashioned 2D side-scroller. Oh, well, that's funny. It's great. The camera itself can only move right or left on the wall. And you can see the actor. There's someone else moving the camera. And the actor, for some reason or another, can only move a limited amount of distance each time. So as he as he is able to move more and more, the room itself expands, even though the room itself is basically just one long hallway. And that's a, a really good example of how to use the medium for your advantage. I'd also love to see some really good fantasy and sci-fi rooms to somehow yeah. use the medium. Have you guys played Before Moonrise, Escape New Haven? No, I haven't yet. So Before Moonrise is one of those games where in the sense of adapting to the medium, there's nothing too spectacular and no, no mm. new things. But on the other hand, that game made me stir into the screen with childlike wonder at least three different times along the room. And that somehow caused that game to be one of the favorite games I've ever played, just generally ever played. So finding the way to make that kind of fantasy excitement come to life using the medium would be fantastic. Which is saying something, because the majority mm -hmm. of my online escape rooms don't beat real-life escape rooms. Yeah, so that's the only one. Yeah, so if you can find, or if escape room owners can find a way to make an online game as enjoyable as a real-life game, or any type of game, right? Because, you know, I'm a gamer. I played lots of games. Yeah. So it's, it'd be wonder, it'll be wonderful to find a game, right? Now that the Trepeckers are coming up, we split them up. Because, I, I mean, I want... I. I knew that there's there are very few games that will be able to beat an online game so mm -hmm. and they're two different experiences for that yes matter. catacombs in real life is different than catacombs online prison escape is different in real life than prison online yes very much so true. Yeah. and um i think you know it like like you said it's an, it's almost it's a sub medium of sorts. And it's kind of funny how it's come full circle. Like escape rooms started online, uh, like in their, in their very earliest incarnation, which is with the flash games where you're just in a room, they were brought into real life and now they're back in the online space again. But if they are to stick around, I think we're still, we are still in the stage where um, it's very much a pivot to try and cover for the fact that a lot of escape rooms are are shut down and 
you know, if they are to stick around, like you said, Lee, they really need to figure out what works well with this medium. Like now we have a camera control. Uh, we don't have that in real life escape rooms that often, uh, like unless you're like have a puzzle with security screens or something of like course. that, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the fact that we have cameras now, the fact that we have an online space to explore, um, designers really need to figure out what elements of other types of games that use these mediums they want to bring into their escape room, such as like ARG elements, uh, video game elements, like the fact that you can that you can use the camera to your advantage and and make a two D side scroller that yeah. you could do that in a real life escape room. So you it's like make figuring a fight out, simulator, a fight, fight. simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, that'd be ridiculous. No, no. Now I'm thinking like, well, you just have two actors sitting there like doing the bouncy thing. And then like, um, like Avatar, Project Avatar is already kind of melded a real life uh, escape experience with a video game. Um, I felt yeah. I had like flashbacks of things like Doom with like just the hands floating out front um, waiting to do something. Yeah. I loved it. The way that I did a very poor impression there. Well, um, I know it wasn't any better. Yeah. Be for people who are just listening to this as opposed to watching the YouTube version, <laughs> they're going to be like, what is she, what are they talking about? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I have to remember that anyway. Uh, yeah. I think, I think um, coming up to an hour now. Yeah. I think that was, that's a good note to, to end on as we discover new escape rooms and, continue to experiment with these online escape rooms. And I would love to do an in-person version again, but I also would love to see. Puppets. Uh, you don't see else? very many puppets in escape rooms. Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was random. That's, Just... that's oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now, now I'm thinking of a puppet version. What if there was like a puppet avatar that you, you know, um, <laughs> Well, you know, it's perfect for the medium. Why isn't there puppet? Yeah, Errol, Errol just looked over. I'm like, I feel like there's a puppet right to his to his side there. Yeah, like, yeah. There's some thought process that just went into his head, leading to him exclaiming puppets into the air. I don't, yeah. under <laughs> I don't understand my brain any more than anybody else does. So it's okay. We're That's good. a scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are you making a lot of games now, Lee? Uh, you were so, saying uh, that you have one, for example, you have one public one, but you do a lot of private ones. Are most of yours private? So I mainly run the period, of course. It's mostly for corporates, uh, for large companies of um, either uh, hundreds of people sometimes, and um, for private clients. But I also develop digital games for specific clients. Um, for the Jewish community in Vancouver, they wanted something, various city halls in Israel, et cetera, et cetera. It's great fun because I think in these times, a lot of people, a lot of industries slowly start to discover puzzles and puzzle games as a medium, which is great for them, which is fantastic. Not only as someone who develops them, but just also as someone who loves playing them. It's it's also it's always an absolute joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. How long does it take you to develop game a game? Uh, <laughs> the, the, depending on the client and the requests, I mean, a, a client who knows what he wants, it can take a matter of a few days until we have something great to work on. Because I'm using this 
a website, which I'll just push in, travelandquest.com. Um, it's not owned by me. I have no, I won't make any profit of it, but it's a great website on which you can create your digi- different kinds of digital escape games. Ooh. So if you're, if you're considered developing those games, it's owned by a really great guy. And once again, I have no profit in it. I just really enjoy it. So with that, it's quite a short period of time. So, sorry, let's get back to, because one of the things I've always, what a lot of people always want to find are our platforms to create these types of games. <laughs> it was it was really neat when I was in the, actually, no, I was, it was Shannon McDowell. She wanted to have a, a kind of like a work, remote work together thing. And they were showing me the back end for their, for, is it BuzzShot that has their inventory system for escape? Room? Escape. And yeah. so they were, yeah. So they, Buzz, yeah. So, and they were showing me the back end of how you actually create that. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so finding more and more platforms for people to make uh, uh, online escape room games is great. And so this mm-hmm. one is travelandquest.com. And I True. I guess you can just create a new quest in it and it will give you different ways to gate it. And then I think I I paused for a second. Is everybody there? Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. And then, I mean, I, I actually haven't played your game, sorry. So this is this just, just wanting to take a look at it. Do they offer ways for people to interact and show audio and video and then it, it has proper ways to gate things to go from one puzzle to the next. So in Shaolin Quest, you, you can't have the communication between the players inside of a chat option, but um, they, they support both outdoor games in which they have the GPS features, oh, okay. which come in quite useful. And you can see each other's battery percentage of the phone, which has... I'm not sure why that's useful, but it's always great. But there are many different ways for you to transition between one puzzle to the other. He has many great things. And another good thing which I really enjoy about that platform is that the guy who owns it is very enthusiastic about it. And when I created the pyramid, I came to him. I said, okay, I want to create a game. For that, I need the following features. (laughs) And basically, if the features are cool enough, if he thinks that they're interesting enough, he'll get to it and make them happen. So... He's a really good guy, a really good platform. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised. I think I've got, I've got, I've received the request. Like, I'd like to make a game. What can I use? I think I even saw one just recently on, on the Facebook enthusiast group. And if, if there were as a list, I should talk to, we should talk to Brett Keener to Mm -hmm. put up a list of different platforms you can use if you want True. to Master run. Master of lists. Games. Yeah. Because that'd be useful, right? Yeah. I agree. But like, there have been times where I've found things like, oh, this is really cute. There is one, and I've never been able to find it again. But you were able to have, it just allowed you to put in a password, and then it will show you a next thing of text. And it was all in the URL. So it wasn't even anything that you required uh, any type of sign in for it was just for very quick and easy fun puzzles and then do you think I could find it again when somebody was asking I just want a simple gating thing just for my simple puzzle no I can't find it and I thought ah oh, crumbs why didn't I write that down somewhere <sighs> yeah Brett if you're watching this we need <laughs> you you're the hero we need you could also just like you know 
message him after this. <laughs> Just say, Brett! <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. That could be so valuable for so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also a great way for people who don't design these kind of games you know, as a profession, even as a hobby, people just want to try and creating their puzzles. Mm-hmm. It's always great to have great platforms to do so. Yep. Yeah. I concur. Yeah. A lot of people use Google Forms or mm-hmm. uh, just, and those are great too. And so just find, uh, having a, because a, pl- a lot of people say how to design puzzles, but we don't exactly have too many uh, articles on different platforms to use. So yeah, yeah, somebody should get on that. It's not going to be me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Lee. This has been a really sure. good discussion. This is the and... first time I've seen you in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is really this... exciting. <laughs> yeah, I usually see photos of you all smiling a lot in different kinds of chats. Haven't seen you yet physically. This is a great opportunity. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet is you. Similar. <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah, same smile for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, <laughs> I almost wonder, right? Because people have heard us, or maybe have seen us in chat. If they have different expectations of Manda and I when they actually meet us in real life, you know? Did you have any expectations of man pants or? I do remember one time somebody met me in real life and says, "Oh, you're an interesting shape." I'm thinking, "Oh, what? Did they actually say the word shape?" Yes. What? Because <laughs> they met me in real life, so it wasn't even like online. It was just like because we we had always chatted on forums and everything, and they've just seen pictures of me. And then when they saw me in real life, that was the word they chose to use was shape. And I thought, okay. <laughs> Wow. And, uh, so, uh, so don't worry, guys. Your shapes are as I expected them to be. <laughs> You're perfectly shaped people. Perfect. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Well, um, and lastly, uh, if people want to find your game, where can they go? Sure. So you can go to facebook.com slash pyramid escape game. Or to travelandquest.com where you can find the game there. Or if you just want to send me a message directly and ask me about it, facebook.com slash Balan, but with only one L for the last name for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've recently learned that if you use two L's, you can get to some singer from, I think, Japan. Oh. So I had, I had some period of time in my life of years back where people st- started adding me to Facebook who were big fans, but not of mine, of the singer. Oh, so, yeah, that must have been a weird, a weird revelation for them when they... <laughs> I, I don't care. I felt popular. Yeah. <laughs> but the, And another thing, too, is Lee is a bit like myself, where we join every escape room puzzle adjacent social media platform that we can. True. So if you are in one, you just kind of have to just say, Lee Ballin, Lee Ballin, Lee Ballin. He'll just appear. He's just mm-hmm. like Beetlejuice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing is that about six months ago, the concept of day and night have disappeared completely. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, you can basically find me at any time around the clock for no reason. Yeah, what time? Because you're in Israel, right? You're seven hours, eight hours ahead? Or? It is now just over 10 p.m. here. I'm not sure okay. what this for you. I think it's so 3 p.m. Seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. sounds about right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because wow. yeah, even initially I thought you're going to need someone for 2 a.m. your time or something. And I was fine with that. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I remember, I remember time used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah used yeah. to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I think my, my record so far of weirdest time to get up for an escape room was 2 a.m. And I basically stayed up till 4 a.m playing essentially that's hardcore (laughs) man pan that was uh, that was miss jezebel which was probably the perfect time to play that game yeah so for (laughs) miss jezebel we needed to handle one person in the uk one person i think in china the game in the us and me in israel yeah so we had to go through all of us it was 7 a.m in the morning for me and that's a weird kind of game to play at 7 a.m that is (laughs) yeah 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 I, I we had the same experience, yeah. Like when we were coordinating, because we were coordinating four different time zones, uh, four extreme different time zones, and it's one of those situations. Like, well, somebody has to lose out. Like, someone has to have the weird time zone because there's no way we can go encircle the entire globe and not have someone play at something like 3 a.m. So, yeah. You know, that is one other thing we didn't bring up when it comes to online escape rooms is that you have to now create your games for a global international market. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do remember when I was we were making our ARG for Recon and then then I think it was Mike was saying, or Augie wanted to say, should we just have them phone somebody? And it's like, no, I'm Canadian for one thing, and I yeah. don't want to call anywhere in the states because that's just a bit too much. And 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 then and the same thing, you you don't if you all of your players are like all in Europe or Asia, then it's it's yeah. kind of cruel for them to call the states. To oh get- yeah, that was. Where where's uh, Project Avatar located again? I can't. Quite... Ukraine, I believe. Ukraine. That's what I thought. And so it was so funny because we were playing yesterday, and I realized from the player perspective as well, you have to watch out what slang you decide to use in an international game. Because uh, we were telling the someone wanted to tell the Avatar turn around, uh, but instead of saying turn around, she just said one eighty, matey, and uh, <laughs> and like the Avatar did nothing, and and I was like. Uh, Sim, I think you need to actually tell him to turn around as opposed to like. <laughs> Is one of your friends a pirate? To my <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, like, I think I never Australia, heard especially, don't they have all sorts of slang? Yeah, for- Australians just make up new slang every day, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that is one of the challenges of escape rooms, virtual ones. But on the other hand, there's, that's one of the biggest advantages too. Because at this point, when I go to a physical escape, when I used to go to physical escape rooms, it was for the game, for the puzzles. Mm-hmm. At this point, a lot of the games I choose to go for are just for the social aspect too. One of the groups of yeah. people that I play with are just friends I met through this uh, community, which I just play with because I enjoy the interactions with them. Yeah. And not only the game itself. Yeah. So that's another st- great thing about these times. And hopefully games will learn to embrace that too and enhance the social aspect too. I'm curious be- like if my online team, if we ever meet in real life and and play a game in real life, how that will be different because we've 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 tailored our team now. To co- how to cooperate online and and it very much is a like you said a different experience with um now you know like the person who normally 
might be the loudest in the room or something has even more <laughs> control now but we've we've worked out a good system in which we mm-hmm. communicate with each other and stuff and uh yeah but i'm like if we were in a real life room how would that be different because searching yeah. is a whole other thing now <laughs> and yeah it's interesting i agree at any rate, that was the that was the encore to the uh, to the sign off <laughs> where we went on for another ten minutes, but <laughs> but uh, yes. So once again, thank you, and we will um, put your link as well in our in our description when we release awesome. the podcast. Uh, and I guess I will sign us off. So thanks everyone for listening, and if you have thank you, Mad Pants. If you have any, um, well, no, no, not you. I mean, the people (laughs) listening. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Errol, for, for thanking me and acknowledging (laughs) me. Um, You're a champion. If you want to share, if if people listening want to share their own experiences as well, like feel free to email us. So with that, I should just go straight to the sign off. And if you are ever thinking to yourself, hey, I want to be in a podcast, just hang out in the play at home channel. Yeah, because we will come. We will come fishing for for guests. So there we go. So, Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. We love getting emails. Uh, You can also go to our Facebook page and click the like button on the Room Escape Divas Facebook page. That is also where our community meetup information is. Uh, Every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't have a puppet. You don't have a puppet nearby. I'm sorry. I would totally do one right now if I had a puppet. So yeah. you're all wondering, you know, does he have a puppet beside him? <laughs> don't. Yeah. That would be fun to do right now. <laughs> sorry. I interrupted. If you would like to see a puppet, I'm sure that uh, at our community meetups, Errol will bring one out because I think you have like three or four now, don't you? Weird kind of creepy puppets. Um, anyway, what puppet isn't creepy? Anyway, um, and uh yeah we have a good time <laughs> what you having for just because i i paused no because i derailed you <laughs> you derailed me again and if you are using twitter you could use the hashtag yeah thanks guys bye bye